Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hello, I'm Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm the host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. And every week I get to invite people who have had some story about having lost their voice or never even having had it in the first place. For whatever reason that has happened to them, we get to listen to their journey, not only what occasionally might have been difficult moments for them, but also what they discovered and how that empowered them now. So today I get to introduce a new friend of mine, and we are happy to be wearing the same color. And this is Kate Brastak, and she's with Sacred Roots Coaching. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much, Dr. Doreen. I'm so happy to be here. Finally, we get to connect and uh, yeah, about our voice. And uh, yeah, it's powerful, but uh, to find it has been a journey even for myself. So I'm glad to talk about it. Oh, I like that. That's one of my favorite words is journey. I I speak about it all the time because life is that every day and every moment is actually a journey. And so what we're talking about is your my dear, your journey. And I've read some things about it and I'm already touched and already feel amazed by what you've been able to, well, the trauma that you've been able to move through and transform into a bright you, bright light. So maybe it's best if we can just get a little bit of history, how you you know, started out, where you grew up and uh, what the challenges okay. were there. Yeah, um, with my journey, as we call it, because it's definitely, oops, sorry, I thought I muted that. It's definitely not a destination, for sure. It's a journey. And that's what I encourage everyone to realize that whatever they're going through when they're listening to this, it is a journey. And it's like a season, it comes and it goes. So you just need to ride the wave, but not hold on for all dear might, but just surrender. And I believe that that's been my biggest um saving grace, I guess, uh, for me, because I've held on to my faith that this too shall pass. But knowing that it's happening for me, not necessarily always just to me. um, Because when we can breathe, and we can look from the higher perspective and see that it's just molding us into something bigger and better. um, It just helps us, you know, uh, see that growth is on the other side of it and just surrender. So my journey started, ironically enough, when I had to um, basically change my whole entire life from when my whole family passed away um, to the hands of somebody else, ironically enough, it um, truly was not a surprise for me because I was um, a clairvoyant as a child, but I wasn't um, embraced as that because back in the early 60s and 70s, that wasn't really a thing at all. Um, that's become more of a thing in the 90s and millennium. But um, that being said, 
I knew in my sleep, I was woken up out of my sleep and I had a sixth sense as they call it now, or a gut feeling and intuition um, prodding that my mother wasn't to leave that day with my brother and the missionaries and uh, their children. Well, lo and behold, because she didn't listen to me because my voice was always muted as a child, I was always to be seen and not heard and sometimes even not seen. I was hidden because my mother wanted to protect me because she had gone through enough trauma in her life that she wanted to shelter me as much as possible. But that, I guess, uh, in the long short of it, it's um, been my best catalyst to help me heal on my journey. And I talk about this in my second book that I just released with Les Brown, how it brought me to the inner soul journey that I'm still on and still searching um, always for more answers, more resources, more tips and tools, because we can never have enough of them. Um, But that being said, I didn't stop there when after I turned 13, it was only four days after my 13th birthday, and I'm from Thunder Bay. So it was just the accident happened uh, right outside of where uh, Terry Fox lookout is, it took out an entire bridge. So they were killed instantly. And I knew I would not see them again. But we heard this on the radio before even the police could get to our door. So it was a very turbulent time for me because I then had to take care of my grandmother who was very ill, who had a very delicate heart uh, that had uh, a few heart attacks uh, previous to this. And lo and behold, I wasn't able to keep her much longer. She died just a month later, a month and a little bit later, five days before Christmas. So as the body keeps the score, as we know in uh, the work that we do with trauma, that I kept it hidden. I kept it down inside of me until I went off to Bible college and um, just kind of went about my day, but realized that I was basically numbing my pain by becoming bulimic. And this was the catalyst that broke the camel's back, I guess, if uh, for a lack of better words, uh, where I was actually asked to uh, go and take care of my health. So the dean of the college let me go so I could not take care of everybody else as a missionary because I was taking a missionary course because I wanted to follow in my mother's footsteps and live on in her legacy. So that being said, I decided that my life was and I had to take care of it. And so that journey started on my trajectory of healing my trauma, doing a lot of trauma work, a lot of soul searching, a lot of um, even uprooting myself from Thunder Bay. And I moved uh, with a friend and her family and uh, did soul searching and even had to repair some damage that had been done by uh, physical abuse. And I talk about that again in my book. Um, so the journey has been from the inside out. And Ooh, I like that phrase from yeah. the inside, the inside out. out. And you said something about uh, the body keeps score. And I think that, well, you've said a number of things already that are pretty profound around uh, what at 13, it sounds like was okay. tremendous loss, absolute loss. And then the grand, your grandmother also and not being able to grieve that, it sounds like it, it buried itself, your grief buried itself in your body. Mm-hmm. It definitely did. And we were very, uh, well, my mother brought me into religion just before she died, actually, at age 10. So I was well immersed in different religions because basically she thought 
saving my soul in religion would be the way to heal me from the trauma that I had endured. So that being said, I was well-versed in scripture and and Bible uh, studies and so forth, but that was not helping my pain. And deep within my soul, I knew that I had to let the suffering go, but it wasn't that easy because I didn't have family to rely on. I didn't trust anybody. I worried about getting close to somebody because I thought I was going to lose them again. So relationships were very hard for me. I kept everyone at a distance, not saying that I wasn't social. I was, um, but I only kept very close people near me. And I know was, exactly yeah. what that feels like. Uh, my trauma doesn't sound like the degree that yours was, but I kept everybody at a distance. And at 40, my best girlfriend sat around and told me how difficult it was to get close to me. And they each had their own stories. I was very, very close to my sister. And I said, I only have room in my heart for my sister. (laughs) And then it was Mary. I only have room for my sister and Mary. And so the heart closes down. Exactly. I hear what you're saying. And it's protective. It is. And yeah, because it guards itself, right? Because you don't want to get hurt again. But Yet my heart felt in pieces because I lost one compounded loss after another. And my brother was only 14 when he died and my mother was only 33. So they were both young. And um, the responsibility, though, that I put on myself because I knew it was going to happen, I realized, and let me tell you, this is shocking for a lot of probably your listeners, is that when my first book launched just last year, I realized that I held that guilt, that shame, that responsibility for not being able to stop my mother's death for all those years, 40 years, I literally held on to all of that and realized when after I did a neuro-linguistic process of healing to my core, my cells, as you know, NLP does, um, it's cellular healing because you go into hypnotherapy and you heal that your generation timeline. Um, I realized that imposter syndrome was coming up and I wondered why it was. And it was because I feared being um, loved for putting out a book that could really speak to people and really resonate with a lot of people's stories that don't get told. And that was huge for me because I thought, oh my God, like, when am I going to have judgment? Am I going to have, you know, um, people, you know, shunning me now or what, you know, you get all those false beliefs. It's false beliefs. It's not anything foundational, but you just worry because I always worried as a child, I took it on myself to worry because I felt responsible. And um, while the whole spiritual philosophy is that we need to take responsibility over our life, but sometimes it's not that easy. And for me, it wasn't easy. But yet when I search for forgiveness for myself, then that was more of a release of freedom for me. And that's what I really speak of to this day, that freedom and forgiveness is where I found more of the peace than chasing after answers, chasing after the unknown and chasing after a false identity, which wasn't me anyway, because it just happened to me and it wasn't who I was. It doesn't define me. In fact, it refines me. My past refines me because I'm stronger because of it. And I can help so many more people because I have gone through, and I'm sure you do too, because you're empathetic more because you've gone through it. You know, some trauma doesn't matter the severity. It's just when you walk the talk, you can definitely hold the space for other people. Well, the refine and the define, that's a great phrase. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. to be able to, I hear what you say about freedom and that responsibility. It seems like, are we taking responsibility for our our souls and are we are we taking responsibility for other people's journeys and souls and i think you finally made some kind of separation there yes and the separation is what really needed to happen because i didn't have healthy boundaries because as you know yourself probably as a trauma survivor you don't know what boundaries are really it's not taught because it's actually been breached a lot of the time when you're young and you don't know how to set those healthy boundaries or barriers or, you know, just protect yourself. Because um, as a child, when you're supposed to be submissive to your adults and, you know, your peers and your, your mentors, you just trust them. Like you instinctively know that that's what you're born into and you just count on them as being there. But when they violate you and they are perpetrators against you, then you kind of go trepidatious about trusting people. And then you really wonder who, even in the professional field, I, you know, was just saying to my therapist today, because I believe everyone should have a therapist because talking out your stuff as you're helping others really helps you stay present. And I was just saying that how one psychologist I went to, because I had gone through so much trauma at a very young age, he compartmentalized, like he was a psychologist and just said, Oh, well, you must have multiple personalities because he was categorizing every trauma. And I'm like, how unfair was that? And I walked away and never went back to his office. But, and that was just one of the the stepping stones of uh, trying to heal my trauma. And after I had nose reconstruction, because I was working on the outside now, because I was learning to love myself from visual Uh, not just from the inside, because I had had ulcers and and digestive issues, which manifested because of the bulimia. But um, that being said, like even my teeth were rotting, rotting very quickly. And my dentist that I work for tried to get to the bottom of it. And it was all because I wasn't accepting myself and my body was very acidic. So that being said, when we're acidic, in our perspective. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. I I have to take a breath here with you because I am so moved by um, all of what you had to carry for so long. And the the word you used a second ago is trepidation and trepidatious. (laughs) And I'm thinking that the people who have public speaking anxiety is more about what's in their body and what they're holding back. And so that standing up and saying, hello, world, in getting the light or getting the people looking at them, it feels like, oh, no, I'd rather just hide, but I have to stay out here. But it's it it I think, recreate some of that trauma that you're talking about. But what a journey. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's a journey that I realized was a road less traveled for a lot of people that don't choose to do the work. And I can honestly say I'm grateful that I showed up for myself and I'm still here today because not only did I have the hope that I could touch one life, I wanted to make a difference in just one person's life. But I know just during COVID, by me having my clubhouse rooms and my support groups online for my vocal community, I've saved a lot more lives because the COVID uh, really was causing a lot of perpetual, you know, um, mental uh, difficulties, we'll just say, um, for a lot of people. And even mine, until I got my hormones balanced, um, which women go through at that change of life, 
that I was struggling too at some point of it because I thought like, what's next? Because I was healing, which I forgot to also mention, um, I was healing a concussion during just post actually um, COVID as a result of the blessing. Now I call it a blessing that I talk about in my first book, Ignite Possibilities, which it did. It ignited possibilities in me that it made me realize that we're all like the tree of life in us. But if we only embraced it, like you said, the breath and just breathe through life and allow ourselves to surrender, like I had to that fateful day as I fell down with that tree that landed on my home during a perfect storm, as I call it in the book, um, it made me realize that I had to just let go. I was holding on too much and my cup was empty because I was all about helping everybody else. It was about being of service to everybody else, but I came up empty. And when I'm was this? When was this? Tell tell us about it. Was uh, just in actually August of 2019. So COVID had just started uh, just shortly thereafter. Uh, but yeah, so my whole COVID started before because I was in total darkness. I couldn't even look at daylight, let alone sunlight, to even um, walk straight. Like I was rushing to the hospital a couple of times because my whole balance was off, and I just went to see another specialist just uh, yesterday. And uh, they told me like, now I have to get some eye work done because of uh, the balance and my inner ear. I have to oh, get Oh, look at you. Yeah. You're yeah. still <laughs> living in possibility and yes. healing. Yeah. I'm not holding back. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe when we can rise up, we can do anything. And that's what we can honestly give hope to others when you know, life knocks us down, we can still get back up, you know, and as Les Brown says, when as long as you can get back up and look up your, you know, your life is, is worth living. And that's truly what my life has been about is getting back up and not getting torn down by circumstances or situations. Sure. We have a time or a season to go through it, but there's always the other side of it that we can be hopeful because it happens for us. Right. And it's just made me stronger. Yeah. So I'm bringing all this back to voice. And I'm thinking about your journey and early on not having a voice because the mother said, I don't mean the mother, your mother (laughs) made you feel like you had to be seen and not heard. And then you have the trauma and you can't speak the voice of pain. So that's Mm -hmm. buried inside of you. And then you Uh, find yourself later in life uh, trying to express yourself. And finally, it feels like all along the line, however, you've got some kind of inner drive that keeps you, uh, well, you've used the word soul a couple of times today. And your your coaching program is called Soul Roots Coaching. Yeah, Yeah, Sacred Roots, because I really believe that going within me and healing from the roots up, it really helped me. And it's ironic because the same tree that fell on my home is now in my plumbing. So I talk about the roots, really, literally, we have to heal from their roots because they they keep going and going as long as we keep um, flourishing and growing ourselves. And to me, I wanted to be firmly planted here because my identity was always shaken. And at a young age, like I've been an orphan since I was 13, which I've met many orphans, believe it or not, along the journey. In fact, I tend to attract orphans to work with because they're working through that whole identity crisis that you go through of not feeling like you belong anywhere and trying to make your own path, your life purpose. And that's what I knew. And I held on to 
because my mother, I believe, got me ready for this journey because she silenced me. But that was the best advice I could have because in order to heal my concussion and to be where I am today, I had to go silent. I had to go within and I had to meditate and just be in that silence. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that silence. And, you know, the mind takes over and it kind of controls and manipulates people. Oh, well, I got to be, do, be doing this. I got to go here. And people think this, and I've got to be this. And, you know, so we constantly listen to those inner voices, which aren't healthy, but the soul, when the soul speaks from love, that is what you bring to the world is because that love is emanating from your pores, your cells, your everything, because people feel the love that you have for yourself. And then you can give back from the overflow and because your cup is full. And I realized that in a, being a mother and being a care provider and even helping uh, exchange students all around the world come in my home and, and learn about Canada, I was empty. I was coming up empty. and. I was giving, 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 because I thought that that's what my purpose was, is what I did, not who I was. Mm, and I want to- That's a, I, what you just said, uh, repeat mm. that, please. That's a great- So statement. it was what I was doing, I thought, was who I was, but it wasn't. It was who I am as a person, as a soul, as my heart, but I was so caught up in the doing as opposed to the being. Oh, Yes, the being. And I'm hearing what you're saying about the soul has a voice and the soul speaks. And that's what you're, what I'm taking from you today. It's the inner God whisperer, I like to call it. And uh, ever since I heard that uh, in one of my groups, I said, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's a whisper that we aren't listening to because we tend to override it, say, no, 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 we're not going to listen to that. That's just a fear. That's a doubt. But no, there's a subtle whisper within us that God says, no, just go here. Like, ironically enough, a couple months ago, I had been in because I thought I had COVID, but I just had a strep throat. And I had been cooped up for quite a while, a couple of weeks anyway, and inside, you know, my four walls of my home. And finally, I just went out one day with my dog and went for a drive. And I had this inner whisper that said, go to the waterfront. I'm like, waterfront, it's winter. Like, what's at the waterfront? Sure enough, I went and there was a um, beautiful wildlife photographer there. So he captured the moment and it was three eagles. You don't see just one. I saw three eagles. And to me, that's a spiritual um, sign, right? Eagle is a, a powerful totem, especially for the native culture. But I took it as a message that I'm exactly where I need to be on my journey. And I don't need to question it. And it just brought so much joy. And I felt so exhilarated because the eagle is so powerful, right? With its wingspan and it can, you know, glide. It doesn't need to do anything in the air. And that's what I just embraced. And ever since then, I'm even getting goosebumps thinking about it. It's like, I'm going to listen to that voice because that stillness, that little messenger of that eagle or the three eagles really brought me hope and a sign that God is with me. My angels are with me, my spirits, whatever you want to call them, my family. I even feel is always with me in spirit world um, because I believe too in the afterlife, but I feel spirit is always there with us. If we call on it, it, it hears us like in prayer. Like, I don't know, I'm not trying to profess to be religious. I'm more spiritual than anything, but um, I believe that prayer do get answered. And uh, yeah, so I trusted again, that inner whisper and wow, was it ever a revelation for me that day? And I, I actually spoke about it in one of my books that I'm writing this year. So uh, yeah. Mm. 
Beautiful. Uh, well, I think that the idea of us listening to that whisper because it, it it is a voice, and the program here is about finding your voice. But I think that the whisper is a voice because you were talking about the soul is within us and it's in ourselves, and uh, yeah. the whole our being state has a voice. So I think that's one of the things that I feel like we can really. Uh, offer people today is that it's not just about getting up on a stage and having a voice or being able to speak up at a meeting. It's about actually uh, being more true to what's inside of you and being able then it feels like, okay, I hear it. How do I follow it and trust it? And I think before we end today, I'd really like to have you talk a little bit about trusting that inner whisper. Yes, trust. And that's what I've learned to pick up my, um, how would I say, as the Bible says, pick up your cross and just follow your your guidance, your faith. And that's what truly I did is that in my journey, I knew that I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me in Philippians 4.13. But that being said, I was always knowing that there was something that I was being guided by in every part of my journey. As much as like people say, wow, you're the sole survivor. And I am like my children never had grandparents. Um, I never like had even my own father meet my children. In fact, um, like he died just before he was to meet them, you know, so there was always one loss after another, but I just picked myself up and said, there's hope here because I am strong. Like God doesn't give us anything more while they say that we can handle anything more than what we can handle. And the strength that we have in listening to that inner whisper comes from just being that discernment. And as a little girl, I prayed to the point that I was even falling asleep on my knees where my knees would even go numb because I really believed in a higher power, a higher self. And that's what I really want to encourage people to believe in, in themselves is that you're here. And as Eckhart Tolle even talks about that, if we stay in the present moment and we stay present to what's here, like even what's happening in our conversation, we don't look what's happening tomorrow or the next day, because then that's bringing worry. And we can't worry about something we can't control. But if we're living in fear, that's living in the past. So we need to always live in the present moment, because when we are then abundance is all around, but we come from a place of gratitude. So that's what I do with listening and trusting as I'm grateful for like the tree <laughs> that fell on my home and then fell on me just after I moved into my home and started a new beginning. I just trusted. I just kept saying, God, you know, what else do I need to do to surrender? That's what I always was asking. And the Holy Spirit, because I really believe that we all have an anointing of the Holy Spirit, because even to, uh, orchestrate this meeting today our look at our synchronicity of wearing the same color as if we called each other like high school girlfriends you know we didn't though by the way everybody that's listening but um though i believe everything in life is synchronistic and when you know it's synchronistic you can trust that it's of divine guidance it's of divine ordinance that it's supposed to happen and that's what truly i believe in my heart that I have the forgiveness, even for those that killed my entire family, even my last brother, uh, nine years ago now, um, passed, and I had to go through the court system. But I listened to myself and said, this is an opportunity to go within to forgive even what I hadn't forgiven. And I realized what I hadn't forgiven is myself. 
And I really want to encourage everybody to trust themselves, to go within, to find that forgiveness for yourself, not for your perpetrators, not for your your past um, individuals that might have traumatized you or hurt you, including your family, like mine. But you just go and trust yourself because when you get up every morning and you look yourself in the mirror, you have to love who you look at. And if you don't, then those wounds that you have within you need a voice. And that's what I started doing is giving those wounds a voice, but not holding on for dear might. I let it go as much as it came up. If there's a trigger that you're being triggered by, trust it for its messenger, but let it go. Don't be attached to the outcome. Just let it go. I know that might sound easy, but it's a journey. The more practice that you do with it, the better you'll get at it. Like working out a muscle, you have to work at it in order to strengthen it. Just like I just had shoulder surgery. And in order to use my right hand again, which I'm right-handed, I had to keep working at it and practice and practice. So trusting is the same thing. You have to trust yourself, but it all boils down to boundary setting learning to take yourself serious, but not so serious that you don't have fun and you don't have joy and you don't trust the process. Because as much as it can be painful, there's always the light side of it as well. And that's what I'm learning to embrace. And that's what I brought into 2022 this year is more joy. And I set the intention and the vibration. So be very intentional with the trust because within trust, grace lead you to the next step and just the next step. And it just organically happens and synchronistically, you know, everything just falls into place. And since I really, really harness the forgiveness, I can hold that sacred space for other people. And that's why I called my company sacred roots, because I believe I've gone through the journey and I know what it's like to have gone through it. So just holding that container, that nesting for other people to just empty out is sometimes the most valuable that you could do for someone. So just holding that space is beautiful and trusting yourself to do it and not having to have the answers. And that's that's simply as simple as it can get and just say, okay, I'm showing up for myself, but write yourself a love letter. Encourage yourself to empty out whatever emotions that you're holding onto from your past and say that it wasn't their responsibility to give me the love now. It's me to give me the love and the validation and the love of filling those voids that I once had, but they did the best they could with what they had and they needed love. So now the best I could do to give them love is to give myself love first. And that's where I reciprocally do that with people. And I walk them through that journey. And it's so beautiful to see the blossoms, you know, like the lotus flower in all of us, as the yogi says, but I believe the beauty comes from the inside out when you can go through that journey and trust. Yes. And what I hear is that trust is about listening. I mean, we may have the voice and the whisper inside, but we also have to listen. And I get that it's a surrender. And you also talked a little earlier about stillness and silence. And I feel like you know, we get so busy and that we aren't able to actually do that kind of deep listening. So the quieting, holding space for ourselves, that's uh, really lovely. And I've enjoyed, I feel like we could go on and on and on because there's so, there's so much that I believe in that you believe that feels so compatible, the depth of where our voice really can come from deep inside. And so that the people who have suffered speaking anxiety, who may be listening today, I think you can see that this 
this way of giving your moments where you felt traumatized or you had an unpleasant event and you had to walk away or you felt like a failure. It seems like what Kate is offering you and what I offer in my programs also is this way of using everything in your life as an opportunity to grow. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's what I'd like to leave listeners with today. And how, Kate, can they find you? Well, I can be found at sacredroots.com, www.sacredroots.com. I'm also on LinkedIn as my name, Kate Brastak, and Facebook, the same. But uh, if you're on Instagram, I'm on uh, four sacred underscore roots there. But um, and but my website is probably the best. And uh, yeah, if anything that I have shared resonates with you, and I didn't even mention my forgiveness acronym, but I really want people to know that the freedom of forgiveness is truly the gift that you can give yourself. And this is what I help all my, my gifts, because everybody that comes to me is a gift, because I believe we always love gifts and, and how we receive someone is exactly how we receive ourselves. So if we value ourselves enough, like the V and forgive, we can really bring those values to the forefront in our life and really take up our ability to empathize and listen to that intuition. So those are all the acronym uh, symbols of uh, forgiveness. And when you get to that, the freedom is so expansive and it's so open when you open your heart to the O and forgive. So I trust all of you guys were touched by something that both Doreen and I have said, but um, I just hope that you reach out as they are and forgive is, is that don't suffer in silence. If you're going through trauma or anxiety or stressors in your life, reach out, don't suffer in silence because that silence is good to still yourself. But if you're feeling like it's perpetual and you're in the mind and the cycling of the mind, you need to reach out and unravel that because it's coming up for a reason to be healed, it's coming up for a reason to be validated and supported because there's a true, um, blossoming that can happen when you're witnessed along your journey. And that's what really was my saving grace is that I wasn't a lone wolf anymore living a trauma life. I became a catalyst to give back to help others. And yes, I'm on speaking platforms now. And yes, I've written books, but my journey is just the same as anybody else. We need to take the time to reflect and we need to to also honor, but letting go is what really is more expansiveness for the future to live your life purpose. So I hope everyone um, feels enlightened and empowered by what we've shared today. And uh, I've touched somebody, I hope at least one person. Oh, I'm sure it's more than one person, Kate. I really know that you've touched me and the way that we touch each other then ripples out. So I'm sure today, Friday, I'm going to be speaking with people and I'll be bringing some of your vibration, you might call it with me, with yeah. the, you know, people who can't see or just listening. Your smile is really gorgeous. You're brilliant. You radiate. And thank you very much for sharing mm -hmm sharing so thank much you. today my pleasure and thank yes. you god bless much love <laughs> thank you thank you for being with us today for this episode of find your voice change your life each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice you can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out 
And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.